Homes are selling at their fastest rate all time. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode Uh 130 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right, let's I'm get right so into it. I'm so glad that you know the numbers. I'm yes. so glad that you're I just way look at the, more prepared than I am yeah. every week. I just look Thank at the goodness. computer. You're, you have access to the Google spreadsheet I have well. access to lots of things. I just, I prefer to work harder. Yes, <laughs> harder than smarter. All right, that's what we do here on The Real World. We're going to jump right into it. I'm up against the gun. Racket number one. Homes are selling at their fastest rate all time. According to our good friends... At Zillow. At Zillow. It's interesting though, all times, like since Zillow's been around yeah, or- Yeah, they, they say right now homes are typically selling just 20 days after 20 hitting the days. market. That's according to a weekly market survey, which was published last week by Zillow. You know Zillow. who I feel bad for are those people that have been on the market like for four years. It's the, it's the shortest span ever recorded by the real estate based, you know, the Seattle based rather real estate tech company. Mm-hmm. So for as long as they've been around, which is, they've been around for a long time. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and really you wouldn't have much data on no. this before the year 2000, before no. MLSs were online. Because everything and, was on the, the, those books, like everyone yeah. got like a real estate book and all. Yeah. You'd, you'd really have to do a lot of handwritten well, drafts and, back in well, the day. Well, and to be honest, I mean, it 20 days was probably nearly impossible back then. Right, because people had to get in. You had to find the book. You had to look through the book. Jeff Tucker, Zillow economist, says as surprising as it may have seemed at the time, mm-hmm. sellers who forged ahead with listing their homes this spring were richly rewarded. When buyers buoyed, buyed, be, what is that word there? Uh, buoyed. Buoyed. <laughs> buoyed. Sorry, guys, I can't read. <laughs> buoyed by record low mortgage rates, flooded their listings with offers. Uh, that's what we're experiencing here locally in Connecticut is there are, uh, you know, because we're bordering New York, New York City. Everybody knows what happened in New York City with the health crisis. We're seeing a Well, and flood. Boston, too. We can't ignore Boston. Boston's yeah, close enough to us, too. I just haven't seen a lot of Boston buyers True. down here at all. But okay. I've definitely seen New Yorkers. Yes. And, and our tax migration map proves that out. New York counties are, yes. are, the, are the people buying over here in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. We've got that. They reference in here the huge millennial first-time home buying wave is still cresting, pushing demand above what's still very limited supply. We're also seeing that because of the health crisis. Mm -hmm. People want to stay in their beautiful homes. They're not interested in moving or selling right now. So you have multiple offers happening at scale. They were predicting already that 2020, 2021, before any of this stuff happened, Mm -hmm. that this was going to be the hottest millennial market ever now for us like locally you got the new yorkers and i know other people in in different parts of the country are experiencing that if they're in a more suburb or a more rural area Mm -hmm. like we are on the connecticut shoreline Mm -hmm. they're experiencing people coming from the cities wanting out of vertical living and buying a house with a yard so well absolutely well especially now too so many of those millennial buyers are now able to work from home and they don't have to go into i mean it's not even a matter of them necessarily wanting to stay in their apartments or not it's that they don't have to stay in in the cities anymore in order to work do you think any of this is also due to like interest rates are extremely low right now Mm -hmm. and then we have something big coming up at the end of the year and there's so much uncertainty going into 2021 with everything in the world like just everything's uncertain yeah so do you think that's also like we just got to get this done 
finally? I don't know the answer to that because I feel like, to, so to be honest, I mean, I feel like we've had these conversations before about, oh my goodness, interest rates are so low, right? So I don't know that, uh, granted, this is extremely low, but I, I, I don't ever feel like when you talk about the interest rates, it ever really gets those millennials like off the fence. There's a headline I saw on Inman today. I didn't read it. I, I, w- I will read it later, but it said less than 3% interest rates, which we're seeing right now, people lock in at under three could actually be bad for the market. I, I don't know which angle they're taking, but hmm. interesting enough. I'd be interested in reading uh, what they're haven't heard that. On that. And certainly is pushing, and maybe that's where they're going to go. Maybe it's pushing up sale prices too much, well, which is not sustainable. Well, the, and and again, I mean, I think we've we've talked about this before. I mean, I, and I tell a lot of my buyers, you know, you you can't necessarily look at the purchase price. You have to look at your your monthly expense. So that's true. I mean, obviously, there are, a lot of buyers are pushing the envelope now because they it, it the money is still so cheap, yeah. you know? I mean, if they were buying something last year, you're talking about hundreds of dollars more that they would have spent on the same house. So I, I guess I can I can see what they're saying there. Um, it's interesting though, because I would think, because millennials in my mind, um, unless you know they're having families and children, like I think that that would probably spur a, a big push to get something over with, but I feel like a lot of them I would think would sort of put the brakes on because then they could maybe think that they were getting a deal next year mm. where they're you know maybe I've not getting one. A lot of people have asked me even this should past I wait? weekend. Should I wait? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen next year? Can't see past November, guys. Oh my god, you, there's no way, and that yeah. and that's the hardest part of this job right now. And that part is so exhausting because you can't give anybody no. you can't give anybody a, 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 an answer. I mean, let alone the right answer. I mean, you, you can well, really only look at is right is, now is what we've been doing is keep educating them on the market right now educate them on the past look at you know where sell prices are where they have come from uh, what type of you know inventory there is? What type of pending sales? The history on that, right? And that's what every agent should be doing. So, good right. article, Patrick Kearns, yeah. Uh, Inman, we'll, we'll link that up. Bracket number two, six tips, sales tips for agents who hate sales. We love lists. Hate sales. Maybe because last time we were is able. Is this an oxymoron? Agents who hate sales. Does I, this make any sense? It's very bizarre. This is an Inman article from Ricardo Mello. Shout out to Ricardo. To I don't think I've, I've done a Ricardo Mello article. Are so. you are you speaking? Are you saying his name right though? I'm definitely saying it right. One thousand percent. One thousand. Yeah. Hmm. Cash. Okay. So in. let's go. All right. What so do we do? We all appreciate it when our commission checks come in, but there's also a lot that goes on to make that happen. Many new real estate agents shy away from learning more about sales because they don't want to come across as pushy or sleazy. I hear this a lot from new agents. Hey, I want to be a real estate agent. I'm so into homes. I'm so into homes. I'm so <laughs> I like into, looking at them. I'm so into design. I, I love I, I the really, kitchens. I really think. I like open houses. I really think I could do. Until they like, get into and then they never want to do open Joanna houses. Does. And, and so <laughs> people don't get into this with the mindset of like, I'm going to be a sales agent, right? Right. And we always like, like break that first thing when a new agent comes in here. It's like, uh, you're in sales. You're actually going to be role playing every single day, Monday through Thursday, 9am to 930 on our team and our new agent program, because you need to be able to handle objections. You need to be able to talk the lingo and get people to make their best decision that they're going to make with or without you, by the way, by providing data and by helping them along that process. It is sales. Okay. It is a service. So here are the six tips for agents that hate sales. This is a service industry. Okay. Right. If you were the, um, the buyer, you'd be taking out the mortgage, right? But you are the salesperson, the fiduciary, as they say, 
in between. All right. I feel good about that. You felt you really, uh, I you really that, I leaned that word. into that one. Hate that word. Number one, mm-hmm. learn the basics, meaning the basics of sales. They're generally the same across different industries. They put some books in here. Brian Tracy, uh, Zig Ziglar, old school. I would say Jim Rohn. He's a guy you Do want it. to look at too. I think even if you've been in sales for a while, it's probably not a bad idea to brush up on your skills. Yeah. So learning the basics of sales. I agree with that. That's not yeah. a racket. No. All right. Mm-mm. Build a, you want to see that Nicole? A little bit. I'm just, there's a lot there of, go. there's a lot happening over there. Build rapport with clients. Mm-hmm. This is like sales 101, <laughs> like network, have relationships, have right. friends. You Find know. commonality. Yeah. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be able to refer you business. Referral, mm-hmm. big word in sales. Number three, honesty is the best policy. Did we read this article before we jumped into it? Did we? I didn't. No, we did. I did. Um, okay. I feel like they're pretty basic, but these are no, good. they are basic. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. I would agree. And this is why people come into real estate, don't want to be seen as a salesperson, don't want to even say that they're a salesperson because they, at some point in their life, have come across a salesperson who is sleazy, who is unhonest, you know, who's not giving them the facts and all of the information. Well, what's really interesting is I feel like more and more, I'm getting a lot of parents that are like coming with their children and they're like quizzing. They're like quizzing me. Like, do they have any offers? I'm like, there aren't any offers. And he's like, oh, like, I just wanted to test to make sure you weren't going to pretend that there was an, I'm like, that's like a test. But like, what if I said there was offers? Then what would you do, right. dad? The, these dads out there on the real estate showing dad. They're out of control. Out All of right. control. I, I mean, I had a great dad at one uh, over the weekend. I mean, this guy. Oh, he did a home inspection, he didn't did he? Homes, but he knew his stuff. Yeah. Shout out to that dad. All the yeah. other dads just talking crap. No, I like this dad. He's my he's my biggest cheerleader. I like this dad. All right, number four. Listen, listen, listen. This is what great salespeople do. They listen. They don't talk as much as me and Nicole on a show like this. They are when they're in front of their client. They are gathering information. They are taking notes, mm-hmm. and they're using that information later in the process to help guide their client. Do you I agree, think, Nicole? I agree, but I think you talk more than I do. Uh, we should do a word tracker on the real word. We Who's used to do that. Remember, words? we used to see the we used yeah, to be able to see the right. lines. Creating ethical urgency. Uh, we're not talking about what like you're talking about, like urgency right. with fake offers right. and that kind of stuff. Right. But just letting them know, like right now, you like, can't wait. I have a listing right now that I just put on. And before we got on this show, I was talking. Oh, to, you finally listed it after all the painting and no, all. Not that one. Not oh. that one. Different one. Hmm. Um, before. We got on, I was talking to one of the prospective buyers. It's like, hey, there's five offers. Some of them are cash, some of them are not. Some of them are phenomenal, some of them are not. That's just providing real information that my seller allowed me to provide to all the buyers. Mm-hmm. And that's creating ethical urgency. Now they have all the information to say, do I wanna, is this a pass for me? Am I gonna sit back and wait and let this process play out? Or am I gonna jump into the mix here? Right, at least try have sales scripts. We just mentioned this with our new agents ready for common objections. objections. You should be, especially if you're new to sales, you should be keeping your skills sharp every single day with role playing. Couldn't agree more. Marketeer of the week, Nicole, is from you. It's a realtor mag. Wow, we're on. We're We're moving. Flying through. (laughs) Holy schmoly. Realtor mag. Yes. We had to go back. We had to go back to realtor mag. I had to... This Bring is, them back. This is our marketeer of the week. It's a Florida real estate firm. They're a commercial real estate company in Boca Raton. And they have added a doctor to the team to help in the pandemic. Crocker Partners. How does it make you feel? Uh, Your text back was sort of like you, you, were, you were flabbergasted to hear it. 
Well, now that I've now that I know who Crocker Partners are, they're a commercial real estate company that have multi level uh, multi family real estate. So, right. so they're property managing. Uh, they're, they're dealing with a whole bunch of tenants, probably in the thousands range. Right. They, I think they might even reference how many tenants they had in here. 30, they have thirty thousand employees who work on their leased properties. Right. So, listen, when you have when I when you sent it to me and I read the headline, real estate company hires a you know doctor. a doctor i'm like how could a brokerage of 55 agents or something like that legitimately pay for a doctor if they're not going to be like also doing open houses or something you know in, in That's between funny. but with this Might situation this is 30,000 employees employees yes you know they are t- they need to take all the precautions because when you have an apartment building or condos or whatever they have and people are, are don't have they have common space number one right they don't have yards right everybody wants a yard it, people are shying away from the properties where they're sharing space with other people right now mm-hmm. because of the health crisis so they need to protect their property value and their their, uh, the rent that they're getting. Right. They need to keep that high, right. which means people need to feel safe there. Right. Or, or and the employees these, need to feel safe too. And the employees or right. all these people are going to move out and go Elsewhere. like what we were talking about on the first racket and go buy a house and jump right. into the fastest yep. home sale market of all time. Uh, I think it's brilliant. I mean, I think it's extremely helpful and, and, and wildly smart, which is why it's the marketeer of the, because what a great way to come, you know, if you're looking for a, a, a new employee, like come work with us. We have a doctor that's going to, you know, sort of be our liaison, right? To make sure that they're staying safe. Or it, like you said just then too, if you're looking for a place to live, if you know that there's a doctor on staff, that's going to make sure that they have your best interests at heart. I mean, I would move in there. Well, right? this is, yeah. They, and this is a quote from somebody at the company, supplement the traditional office building staff with medical health wellness and environmental experience will soon be commonplace mm-hmm. the word in their wellness now if your doctor can also be like you know somebody's just got the natural sniffles and they need to go check in with somebody before they go to their doctor because it's a convenience that but the wellness like what can you do as a preventative measure we know in this health pandemic people with underlying conditions are the most susceptible right. so what can you do to be healthier Right. right. What kind of information do your tenants and your employees need to receive to make sure that their immune system is healthy right. and that they're able to maybe prevent getting sick? Right. I think, I think yeah, I think I think for a company like this, it's brilliant for your local little small real estate company. This isn't likely going to work. Maybe not. But I do think it's a great marketing tactic. That's why like, they're the marketeer that's of the what week. I, and that's why I sent it to you, because it's sort you of like, hey, like now we got doctors, you yeah. know, we're ballas. It could be used in marketing. Uh, rent here. Become a tenant here. We've got a doctor on site. Nobody else can say that. I haven't heard of anybody doing that. So. No. Uh, shout out to Crocker, Boca Raton, Florida. Florida, they're always ahead of the curve. Right now, they're riding the curve. They're usually ahead of the curve. Yeah, they're riding it. They're riding that wave. All right, guys. Keep it real. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Subscribe, like, comment, everything. Oh, you're like a kid. You're like a nine-year-old kid. Do it all. Like, subscribe, and follow my channel. Yes, please. (laughs) See ya.